What is going on, everybody? Uh, buddy, I am Santiago Brion, and this is another episode of the Santi Time Podcast, where no matter if it's Eastern Time, Western Time, or Pacific Time, it'll always be Santi Time. Uh, uh, today, I have another guest on this podcast. Uh, he is a fellow UAlbany student, uh, and uh, his name is Thomas Fink. How are you doing today, Tommy? I'm doing well. It's, it's a pleasure to be on. Pleasure to be on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pleasure for you to be here too. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. In this episode, we're going to be talking about a shared knowledge of movies because, like, because uh, it's funny. The other day, uh, the professor uh, paired us, uh, paired us into group, and and we were like, and and, and we were geeking about uh, Tarantino movies, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. And, <laughs> that's uh, right. That's yeah, right. I, I basically uh, I found out that. Uh, that we had the set, the same degree plan. Uh, I was it was a pleasant it was a pleasant surprise to meet someone who's majoring in journalism and and uh, minoring in film studies. Yeah, me too, man. Like this, this it's it's just so great. It's just so great. Yeah, and uh, and, and yeah, and you said your favorite is uh, Inglorious Bastards, right? Yeah, I, I think as far as Tarantino goes, uh, my favorite. I mean, his best movie is probably Pulp Fiction. Right. But the one that amazes me the most, the one that blew me away, was Inglorious Bastards. Right. Yes. And, and um, I can't. I can't imagine. A, uh, I can't imagine. Um, how, how can how can anyone not watch that movie and be blown and not be blown away? You know. Yeah. Especially by that. Especially the last, which I'm not going to spoil, but the last like 20 minutes or so are just absolutely stunning. Exactly. <laughs> are just crazy. And, it's, and also, it's got the, the last line in Inglorious Bastards is the best last line ever spoken in the movie. I think, like, uh, I think that just be, that just might be my masterpiece. That's it. Yep. <laughs> and, 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 and it's so weird to me because uh, I forgot, you know, actor Daniel Brühl, right? Yeah, I know. Yep. I know Daniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that he was in the movie. You know? Yeah, actually, it's it's kind of funny. There there are some people in that movie um, I never knew were never I never you know knew uh, were in it. Like for example, um, I just watched um, I I finally got around to watching The Office for the first time uh, about a year ago, and um, and I was amazed to find out that uh, what's his name B J Novak. Yeah, B J Novak. Yeah, Ryan uh, was was in Inglorious Bastards, and now he's in Glorious Bastards. He's like in I I, I think he's in the that last shot. Um, yeah. He's standing next to Brad Pitt with the knife. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was crazy. Yeah, that's just so uh, amazing. And I think he's Jewish in real life, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he might. He might be. Yeah, um, he might be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's. Uh, I actually, B. J. Novak is a very. Uh, he's a very talented writer. Um, it's actually amazing. Uh, uh, if you ever, have you ever, have you ever watched The Office? Uh, only, only bits, only bits and pieces. Uh, my sister is a fan. Okay. Uh, but anyway, Beijing B- Novak. Uh, I mean, he has his role in The Office. You know, he he doesn't have he has he has sort of like a supporting role, but you know, it's not. Uh, you know, he's he's got like a decent part in it. But what makes B J Novak so special is that you know he's he's a screenwriter, and and several of the greatest Office episodes he wrote, like he wrote uh, Diversity Day, which is a very uh, a very daring masterpiece of comedy. Um, and there's some other episodes. In fact, I remember um, I read somewhere that the uh, the creator of The Office uh, said that um, said that whenever B.J. Novak would write a script, 
for an episode, they, they would get really nervous. Like, Oh my God, what, what did BJ do? <laughs> you know, because BJ, BJ sort of his sense of humor, sense of comedy is, is, yeah. very, is very daring. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And yes. uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully there will be some office fans uh, who will, who will find Weissen interesting. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hopefully uh, before I, uh, that, but, uh, before we talk about our shared knowledge of movies, uh, I, I like that for every episode, I like to start with uh, pop culture news. So, like, uh-huh. just uh, just, uh, uh, just four things that I want to talk about, and and I want to hear like your take on these things. So, okay. uh, first thing I want to talk about: Pam and Tommy is now out on Hulu. So, 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 so for those of you who don't who don't know, Pam and Tommy is a is a mini series on Hulu about the uh, about the infamous relationship of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. So, what happened was that this is how they met. They met in a nightclub in I don't even know where so they met in a nightclub right and 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 immediately just immediately they they were like you know infatuated with each other and then like uh and then Pam had like uh had some uh had some uh had a had a luncheon in Cancun for Baywatch right because like you know she was she was famous for Baywatch and all that such and Tommy Lee followed her there and 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 they and they and they were hanging out together for three days. And after three days, and after three days, they got married. Mm-hmm. You know, and like yeah. and they got they got married. They were together for three years, from 1995 to 1998. And in between those, in between those years, uh, Tom, uh, Tommy like Tommy like basically filmed Pam. It basically filmed him and Pam. Like you know, doing the business, if you know what I mean. Yeah, right? the, the, and, the, the infamous te- sex tape. I, yes, I heard exactly the infamous sex tape, and and, and somehow the car. Uh, there's a uh, and somehow uh, there's a carpenter named. There was a carpenter named Randy Gutierrez, who is played by Seth Rogen, who uh, who, uh, who basically broke into their home to find uh, to find like any compensation because uh, because Tommy refused to pay up front. You know, yeah. for their uh, for the renovations, because like because like he keeps changing his mind on on, on what his house, on what the interior is gonna look like. He's like, hey, why don't you guys add a water bed? <laughs> like 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 that. Like he says at the last minute, why don't you guys add a water bed when when they should have added a water bed in the first place, right? And so and so Randy finds the tape. And he and Nick Offerman's character attempt to attempt to sell the tape to a bunch of porn industries, and, and so and so when they refused to release it, they released it themselves, mm-hmm. and that caused like a media shitstorm. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. how like and, and this is basically oh, oh, we, we can swear, oh I, I can swear on the podcast yeah oh yeah, great yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can swear on the podcast it's, okay. it's fine okay so. So yeah, and uh, and and it's a great show. Like it's only like it, it's a great show. It only like released three episodes, but like there are there are new episodes weekly on Wednesdays. And and, and let me tell you something. Lily James perfectly portrays Pamela Anderson, not just because like not just because that she captures her her her, her famously good looks, mm-hmm. but she like but but she portrays more than who Pamela Anderson was. And, and let me tell you something, Sebastian Stan 
knows how to play an asshole. He knows how to play an asshole <laughs> because, you know, because Tommy Lee is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think, um, yeah. Uh, I think, um, you know, when it comes, yeah, I, 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 would I be open to watching it? Yeah, I kind of would because I've always, you know, I was born in the nineties and, you know, I know yeah. that sex tape and the whole Tommy Lee, Pamela Anderson relationship, um, that got a lot of media attention. So it's always kind of funny. Like there's a, um, uh, give me a second. I'm trying to collect my thoughts here. Um, you know, the only thing I know about like Tommy Lee and Pamela, Pamela Anderson, not so much why I know about them, but sort of my exposure to them, my knowledge of them is through the, um, the comedy central roast. Okay. Anderson. I don't know if, I mean, the, the, I mean, the, the, the comedy central roast aren't for everybody. It's not for everybody, you know? Right. Uh, but like I said, I have, I have a very, uh, I don't, I don't get offended easily. And I tend to like humor that that's, that's, that's kind of daring. So uh, I, I've seen, I've seen virtually, um, I mean, I've seen probably the vast majority of Comedy Central roasts. I'm, I've definitely seen the one about, uh, about um, Pamela Anderson. And I know there were some jokes in there about Tommy Lee. So that, that's, sort of, that's sort of how I became, that's how I, I, I first gained knowledge of Tommy Lee and Pamela. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and yeah, it's just like this story, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just like, and, and it, it, it's just really good. Like it's it, it, it it's darkly funny. It's like it, it's and, and like like mainly it's a dark comedy. But it's mm-hmm. not. But, but but of course it's not afraid to get serious because you know who because you know it's a Hulu show. Mm-hmm. It, it's a Hulu show. Like they're, they're, they all get serious and all that jazz. So mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's Pam and Tommy. And yep. so the next thing I want to talk about. So you're a Star Wars fan, right? Um, interesting. Uh, I kind of, I kind of indifferent to Star Wars. I would say, okay. I mean, actually, I haven't seen a, uh, I haven't seen all the movies. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> you might be surprised. Wait, wait, you haven't seen all the movies? I haven't seen all the movies. What? Yeah. And yeah, man, I'm not, I... not, uh, I'm not your, I'm not your everyday cinephile actually. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I don't, like, I don't, I don't the, I'm sorry. So like the prequel trilogy, Mm-hmm. It's how like it's how I mainly got into Star Wars, but like I played like but 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 before that I played the uh, Lego Star Wars game when I was when I was eight. Mm-hmm. So like that was basically uh, so. See, yeah, I was basically my childhood. I got into I got into Star Wars through the prequels. Then I uh-huh. saw the original trilogy, and then like, and then and and then I was fifteen mm-hmm. when Force Awakens came out, and and and, and, and bro, oh. it's no secret that the sequel trilogy sucks ass. <laughs> it, it sucks ass. <laughs> it, yeah, it I, I know. I know. Like, um, yeah. I mean, I, I. You know, as far as I know, I mean, I'm very familiar with uh, the Star Wars. I'm familiar with Star Wars in terms of like how it's received. Like, right. I know that you know the, the 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 original trilogy is great. The prequel trilogy is not the best, <laughs> and then the uh, and then the sequel trilogy. I, I mean, I, I know that Force Awakens is, some, is something everybody loves, but then once it got to last of the, the Last Jedi, which is like the most polarizing movie ever made, uh, then it kind of went downhill. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, it, it, and, and, do, you like, do you like Force? You like Force Awakens? Uh, well, I mean, I used to, but uh, but 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 not as much as I want to because, like, Rise of because you know the last two they 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 kind of ruined it for me. Yeah, a lot of people say that. Yeah. So what was the news about Star Wars? Hmm? What was the news about Star Wars? So, uh, so like there are there are these live action shows, you know, like The Mandalorian and yep. the Book of Boba Fett, which is like yep. Disney Fett. Plus. Yep. 
yeah, 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 which has, which have come out recently. But like, let me tell you something. The Mandalorian is, I think, peak live action Star Wars. Because here's the thing, though. Dave Filoni and John Favreau managed to like, managed to like put all of the lore, managed to like pay homage to the lore of Star Wars by including by including a couple of plots mm-hmm. from Star Wars: The Clone Wars. And that's so amazing because, like, you know, they're fucking geniuses. Yeah. Because, you know? <laughs> like, because, like, in the book, because in the book of Boba Fett, like, uh, we finally, like, like, we finally have like a full-fledged story with this forgotten character who was thought to have died in, in the goddamn Sarlacc pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so. Like, so, like, spoilers. Like a, like a spoilers for you because like, you, don't, you don't watch Star Wars, but like uh, so like in the episode of Book of Boba Fett, we have Luke's we, we, we have a scene with Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano just having a conversation, and that is beautiful. And you know what Ahsoka says in that episode to Luke, mm-hmm. just like your father, because like uh-huh. uh, because Ahsoka was Anakin's Padawan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you probably heard about that. Yeah, it's oh my god, and I and, I, I know the famous "I am your father" twist. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Yep. How can you well, not? Yeah, of course you. Of course you do. Who doesn't? Yeah. But, so they managed to de-age Mark Hamill's face in yeah. this episode, and they've done it so astonishingly. It's like it's it's uh, duh. It's kind of like it's kind of like deep fake, but 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 it's almost like you're seeing a young. Mark Hamill again, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, they've, um, yeah, it's kind of like what they did. I, I never saw The Irishman, but I know they did that with The Irishman. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the CGI de-aging. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. But, it's, but it's been done some other movies. Uh, I just can't, I just can't think of like the- Rogue uh, Like Rogue One. Like Rogue One with how they did with uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah, or um, I don't know if this one counts. I don't know how they did this, but, um, uh, Blade Runner. Oh, this is kind of a spoiler. Oh, uh, and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. If you, if you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, yeah. I will. I'll, I'll I'll keep that. Well, that movie came out four years ago. For, but just for the sake of it, I'll, I'll I I won't. How do I say this? Uh, I won't spoil it. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. All right. So. Well, so yeah, and uh, and and at the end, uh, so at the end of the episode, like uh, there is a beloved character from. From Star Wars to Clone Wars, who is considered to be the most badass bounty hunter in all the, in across the entire galaxy, mm-hmm. and his name is Cad Bane. And and let me tell you something. And, and let me tell you something. Cad Bane in live action is something to behold. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's like a he's like a blue Martian with like a big cowboy hat, and he's got these like red buggy eyes. And it's just, uh, and and his raspy voice, just like, it's just so cool. He's just so cool. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. And it had this like whole Western vibe with it, you know, because like, because, uh, because like Star Wars mainly it's like, because mainly Star Wars is is like a Western in space. Because mm-hmm. you know you have the desert planet Tatooine, and you have like, and and you have like, and and you have like these, uh, and, and and you have these people who are you know galactic cowboys and all mm-hmm. that such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's 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 such a cool Star Wars episode, and 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 I and, and all I gotta say is that Dave Filoni did such an incredible job with this. I'm I'm telling you, he should be head of Star Wars <laughs> at this point. <laughs> he should. I've been saying this for two years. He needs to be head of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, next thing I want to talk about, uh, Dakota Johnson is playing Madam Web in a solo Spider-Verse movie. So basically who, so, so basically Madam Web is like the Professor Xavier of the Spider-Verse where she like, where she talks to like multiple spider people across the Spider-Verse uh-huh. and all that such. And, 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 and yeah, so like, here's what I think. I don't think I don't think Dakota Johnson is going to be playing the main Madam Web. I think she'll like. I think she'll play like a former Spider Woman mm-hmm. who has to like Adele, who has to be in charge of the connection between multiple Spider Verses and all that such. Yep. Yeah. So wait, are you a Spider Man fan? I want to know. Okay. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, when it comes to like comic book movies, I, I don't. There's just so many. There's so many. I, I kind of. I haven't seen a lot of comic book movies, to be honest with you. I'm just not, it's, I don't dislike them. It's just kind okay. of not really my thing. And the whole thing is that you got all these franchises. That's just so hard to keep, you got all these universes, you got these franchises that's so hard to keep track of. And uh, over the years, I just kind of, um, I kind of fell out of it. So I'm not really, <laughs> I, I'm kind of, I, I guess, I guess these days, in these times we're living in, in terms of like cinema, the state of cinema, I'm kind of one of the few cinephiles who doesn't really follow comic book movies but nevertheless i know i know a lot of people a lot of people in, in pop culture uh are into like comic book movies and and the comic book genre so i i, I always enjoy hearing uh hearing mm-hmm. others uh geek out geek out about it uh it right, always, yeah it, it's always something i respect even though it's not it's not really my thing so you can uh you can talk about it all you want <laughs> oh oh yeah and like 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 hey man that's cool you know i'm just uh, i'm just i'm just like i'm, I'm just expressing my love for the yeah, yeah. For uh, for comic book franchises, you know, like Marvel, oh, yeah. like I've been a I've been an MCU stand since I was ten years old, you uh-huh. know. So 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 yeah, like uh, I was uh, I was twelve. I think I was actually no, actually no, I wasn't ten. I mean, I, I mean, I was ten years old when Iron Man two came out. I didn't see that because like I didn't know because I had no idea what Iron Man was. Didn't care about Iron Man, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and all that such. But like. But like, uh, but but when I was twelve, I checked out the Iron Man movies. I mm-hmm. thought they were good, and that kind of got me invested into the universe that was going to come. Because because here's the because here's the thing though, nobody even knew the concept of a Marvel Cinematic Universe back in back in the two thousands. Like we don't even like we never even thought that that could be a thing. Right? Like I, I, and Iron Man really kicked that. Uh, the first Iron Man movie really kicked that off. Yes, yes, it did with that. Uh, with that Nick Fury post credit scene. Like, mm-hmm. hey, like, like, hey, I'm here to tell you about the Avengers and all that such. Yeah. Like, uh, whereas you know, when you think about the '90s and even you know the 2000s decade. You know, comic, comic book movies. I mean, they were there. They you know they, they they were made and everything, and they they were fairly successful, but they weren't really, you know, they weren't they weren't they weren't box office champions like they are now. You know, right. really think about it. Really go back to like, you know, go go on to um, Box Office Mojo. Oh, by the way, I want to mention something real quick. I, like I mentioned this in a tangent. If there's anybody who's watching and like hardcore cinephiles who are, who are, list, who are listening to this, not watching, listening. Um, I hate the new Box Office Mojo um, redesign. And actually some of the data got screwed up. 
like oh, some of the box office grosses, some of the data got screwed up. So what we can do is you can go into um, archive.org, the Wayback Machine, type in boxofficemojo.com, and you can pull up the old box office mojo with the accurate grosses. Like, for example, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example right. of this. Like, I remember I was looking at like 1999, and it said that um, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, grossed like 17 million, which is false. Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, grossed like 50 million. It was one of the biggest box office hits of 1999. Like, that's an example mm -hmm. of when they redesigned their website, yeah. it got screwed up. I know, I know some movie buffs that I, way off that's way off yeah that's way off but um, I know way Austin Powers would grow 17 million <laughs> yeah yeah but like it, it sucks because they're their webs they redesigned their website but they screwed up some of their data but you can but luckily you can but luckily you can go into the Wayback Machine and just go to archive.org and type in boxofficemonitor.com you can that that's how you'll find it oh. uh, but anyway I, that's, that's kind of a, that's kind of a strange tangent I went into it's a little bit of a strange tangent I went into but yeah, could, yeah that's all right that's all right so but anyway, Iron Man. Uh, I, no, no, I was talking about. I was talking about. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Box office hits of the of of like ten years ago. You know, it's amazing when you look at the biggest box office hits of of like twenty eleven. Let's say you go back ten years. It's really like you know, it's Harry Potter, it's Twilight, it's The Hangover. Yeah. Uh, it's it's amazing how much. And yeah, yeah. If you go back to twenty eleven, you see you know the biggest hit movies. Yeah, you'll see comic book movies. You'll see you know Captain America: The First Avenger. You'll see the first Thor. You'll see. Um, Oh, I'm forgetting something. Green Hornet, except that that kind of flopped. <laughs> but nevertheless, yeah. but it's amazing how like ten years, you know, even even you know, it was quite different, you know. Um, or now it's all comic book movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't have a problem with comic book movies because you know, I'm a geek. Yeah, so. yeah. No, 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 no. yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but like, uh, but like different folks. But like uh, the thing about. You know, with the upcoming the Batman, like it's not. I don't think that's gonna be like a comic book movie per se. That's gonna be like a whole type of seven esque type crime movie where you have like it, where you have like a deeply troubled person who is like hiding, uh, who is hiding his trauma by beating up bad guys and and all mm -hmm. that such. And, and 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 then you have the Riddler, who is basically the Zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, like he doesn't have he doesn't have the ridiculous green suit top hat and and uh, any iconic cane like he's like drenched in this like baggy suit with glasses and he has and 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 he has like this mask thing uh -huh. who is played by paul dano oh yeah i love paul dano yeah i, I love paul dano bro oh, my favorite, he's like one of my favorite character actors yeah. yeah, I love how every movie he plays and he gets the shit that he gets the shit beat out of him. Whether if it's yeah. prisoners, prisoners, or there will be blood, or Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, like like Paul Dano. Paul Dano, as far as character actors go, he's like he's like a walking punching bag. Yes. <laughs> yes, and and there is a guarantee that Batman is gonna fuck him up. <laughs> exactly. <Guarantee. laughs> There's a big guarantee. Like I, I'm so excited for it. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of funny how because I've I, I I've been watching the uh, the Olympics uh, a little bit here and there, and I would see the the new Batman uh, TV spot. Winter Olympics. I'm sorry. The Winter Olympics. Yeah, the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Because like I didn't even know the Winter Olympics was, oh. was even happening. You know, oh. I thought they were every three years or something. Yeah. The uh, yeah the um, yeah the, the the Olympics are every four years. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. 
it's a little complicated, but I'm not getting into that right, right now. Right, yeah, but yeah. Every, four, every four years, both Winter Olympics and Summer Olympics. Um, uh, the, um, but anyway, I was, I, whenever a TV spot would come up for the new Batman, um, I, noticed that, I noticed that every single reboot of Batman tries to be more serious and more sophisticated right. than the previous ones. Like, for example, I remember uh, when the Christopher Nolan trilogy came out, you know, that, that made the Tim Burton Batman look like the 60s TV show. <laughs> And now yeah. this new Batman by Matt Reeves, it's so serious and so dramatic. It now makes like Nolan, I, I supposedly, you could say it, it kind of makes Nolan's vision look like the, the campy show from the sixties with Adam West. It's kind of funny. Like, like, like what's right. next? Like, are they going to get David Fincher to, to direct, you know, cause you, you mentioned, uh, you oh mentioned my. seven. Um, now that you've mentioned it, a David Fincher directed Batman would have been so cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, a, like, a, like, instead of having like a, like, like a, like a formulaic comic book movie, like it could have been like a detective style type movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, uh, cause like I'm a big fan of detective films, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, uh, like, uh, I really like, uh, like, like, uh, like, like, of course, Chinatown, you have, um, I, I love Chinatown. I love Seven. I love uh, what's it called? The Sherlock Holmes movies with with R. D. J. Like oh, I think those are really good. Those are really good. Yeah. And uh, you have uh, what's it called? Oh my, Knives Out. Knives Out. Oh yeah, that's like, great. One of the best movies to come out of 2019. Like if not the best murder mystery movie we've ever had in our generation. Yeah, I, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Knives Out was really something special. I'm glad that even though. Uh, even though you're not a fan of the Last Jedi, I'm I, I'm glad you appreciate uh, the genius yes, yes, of Ryan Johnson, what he did with uh, Knives Out. And actually, I think I think you know I think uh, I don't know I, I think that was so great. I, you know, in terms of Star Wars fans, I think that was something that was kind of special. Is that is that Ryan Johnson is saying, hey, I might have pissed you off with uh, the Last Jedi, but here I made this really great, ambitious, creative, uh, who done it right? It's kind of like how Kenneth Branagh, like you know, recently directed Belfast as an apology for making. Artemis Fowl. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cause like, yeah, cause like, like, like two years ago, he direct, he like, like, like he, like he was making this, uh, this adaptation of the Artemis Fowl books. Like he was trying to get them made for ten years, and he had, uh, and he had, and he had famous child actor Asa Butterfield attached to play the titular character. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know Asa Butterfield from uh, Hugo. Yeah, 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 and uh, sex education. Oh, okay, but uh, I oh, I know that title. Sex education, you said. Yes. Yeah, uh, I know that title. Um, but yeah, I know Asa Bar- I know Asa Barfield from Hugo and uh, Ender's Game. Yeah, 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 yeah. He could have been great as Artemis Fowl if if he was still twelve years old, mm-hmm. you know, because like he still looks like a kid, bro. He still like he still looks like a child. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, he's kind of, he's kind of, he's kind of following in the uh, the footsteps of um I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of actors who look, who look really young. Uh one stands out to me is uh, Seth Green. Oh my god. Like if you see Seth Green like he look he looks he looks 27. Even when he's yeah. 47 he looks 27. And there are there are some yeah. other people like that. Um I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like makeup or I, 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 who knows. Um, so 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 anyway, like Branagh was trying to was trying to make this movie for 10 years. It finally came out. And of course, reception was fucking bad, like awful. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, like uh, like I watched it. It was it was just so painfully awful. There was like there was like 
there was like so much plot ex exposition. There was like a, 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 like visual effects, terrible direction, awful freaking accents from these elf people are, are, are freaking unbearable. <laughs> Yeah, and, and 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 mainly it was just offensive, and like, and the worst part of it is that it was setting up a sequel that we don't even want. Yeah, yeah, that happens. That happens with a lot of bad movies. I hate, where... I hate that movies do that. You know, yeah. like like you don't make a movie to set up another movie. You make a movie to tell a story. You know, exactly. Yeah, like 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 with uh twenty like with like with the recent Mortal Kombat movie, it was setting up another sequel with Johnny Cage. Like, okay, like, like, okay, if you're setting up Johnny Cage, why didn't you have him in the first movie? Mm -hmm. No? Yeah. You know? Yeah, some, some movies are sneaky, because the thing is, you just don't know if these movies are going to flop or not. So, you know, right, you just, yeah. um, it, it, it'd, be, it'd be more humble and more wise to end on a note that has a sense of closure, you know? Right. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> All right. so, yeah. so we, got, we got two more news stories, right? Uh, I have... Yeah, 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 I have one more. Uh, Euphoria got renewed for a third season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Euphoria. That 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 that's a uh, that's getting a lot of attention because uh, uh, the season two just came out. Um, yeah, season two. Yeah, season two came out in the beginning of January. Yeah, it's and, it's, it's on right now actually. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm watching. I'm watching it like every Sunday. Well, I mean, not every Sunday, but like every Monday, because like I oh, watch okay. it the day after. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, it's 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 good show. It's a great show, honestly, yeah. for me at least, because like I know, because yeah, I get it. Sam Levison's writing is bad, but it's beautiful to look at. Just like the yeah. cinematography, it's it's just something to behold. You know, like how these colors like represent like each character and all that such, and how like every character like represents like every character has an addiction like for example of course rue is an addict right zendaya's mm -hmm. rue like she's she's an addict yeah, zendaya, right yes yes zendaya and you have and you have cassie who is played by sydney sweetie who i think is the most gorgeous woman on the planet by the way <laughs> I, I i have google images too <laughs> that's that's the, that's the that's the most uh that's the most gentleman that's the that's the most gentlemanly way i can reference sydney sweetie and what i've seen cool so like cassie is like addicted to love right mm -hmm. and 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 to be attractive right there was like an episode where she was like where where, uh, where every day she takes a shower gets her when she takes a shower does her makeup does her facial thing and and, and all that such and tries to like make her noticeable you know what i mean mm -hmm. like uh like like there was a funny there was a there was kind of a hilarious scene where like uh, where where Sydney like like is dressed like has like has like a has like a thirties style outfit where she has like where she has like a plaid skirt and like a where she has a plaid skirt a white a white shirt and nicely done hair with makeup. She's in the, so, so right, so like she's in the bathroom and uh, and, and what's her like, her best friend, uh, Maddie, like asks, uh, asks, why do you dress like that? And she's like, and she's like, what, what? In a good way or in a bad way? And and she asks, bitch, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> bitch, bitch, are you joking? And, 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 and she answers back, you can judge me all you want. I love Nate, I've never been happier. 
And of course that wasn't real. You know, like it was kind of funny, but, but it was also like a bit of a bummer that that wasn't real, you know? Mm-hmm. I just, it's just, it's just a great show. Like I can, uh, I, I can't even like praise it enough. It's just so good, man. You know? Yep. Um, I'm so glad, I, and I'm so glad that I have HBO Max, you know? So. And I'm glad, and I'm glad I know who Sydney Sweeney is. <laughs> cool, bro. Cool. Yep. That's nice. Yeah. And uh, so wait, you have HBO, right? Uh, my family has a HBO. Uh, yeah, we, we have HBO and HBO Max. Okay. Uh, we have, so. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because if, yeah, if you have a cable subscription to HBO, then you get a free subscription for HBO Max because you're already paying, you're already paying $15 for the cable subscription. So you right. get the service for free. So that's, that's how right. I think that works. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 So like, uh, so, so like HBO has like, has good shows. Like it's been known to have like critically acclaimed shows back in 2000s and like mm-hmm. you're a Sopranos fan, right? Like, uh, do you oh, like God, Sopranos? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually it's kind of funny. Uh, I think before we start streaming, um, Oh, I don't know how this came up. I might be wrong about this, but I think, did you say something like I, I look like somebody or, or something like that? No, no, I don't, okay. I don't know. I, I, yeah. Um, I'm probably, yeah, I'm probably misremembering. But anyway, but uh, I always, uh, I always want to know who my doppelganger was in terms of actors, in terms of famous people, because right. I, the way I see it, everybody looks like somebody, everybody looks like somebody famous. And as long mm-hmm. as I've, as long as I've been alive, I never really figure it out. And uh, honestly, in my opinion, I think I look like uh, Christopher Altisante. Really? I don't, yeah, I, I don't. You know, I don't have. The, <laughs> I don't have the nose, but I have like. So I know you can't see me. I know the lighting's a little over the over the uh, video chat. The lighting's a little bad, but I think I have right. like eyebrows. I don't know. I think I look like um, Michael yeah. Imperioli. Yeah, like uh, like uh, like I'm getting into Sopranos. Like specifically, I'm in season two, but oh, like okay. but 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 like since that I have like so much going on and like other shows that I'm watching, yeah. I just like. I just can't seem to like get into it. Like it, like it, like it doesn't, it's, it, it, it's not even, I can't even get the rest of my time into, into watching it. Like it, like, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's praised as being like the greatest show of all time. And I mean, I already know how it ends, you know, like it cuts to black <laughs> in the finale, like, yep. like what even happens to Tony? You know, does he get shot? Does he, like, does he get shot? Like what happened? Yeah. Does he get shot? Does uh does uh what's her does what's her face? The daughter. Uh, uh Meadow. Meadow. Does Meadow come in or like 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 what's happening? Yep. I will say this, you know, like like they're, they're, I mean, here's the thing. So so you said you have a hard time getting into it, right? No, I mean like <laughs> no, I mean I like it. I like Sopranos, but like but with, but like with other still but like with other shows going on, like I just like get into, I just like get in and out of it, you know? Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. Like I, I'm kind of, uh, you'd be surprised about something. Uh, I don't, I haven't, I haven't watched that many shows. I'm not real. I'm more of a movie watcher than a TV watcher. Right. Uh, because the way I see it, I'm only going to watch like a TV series. Uh, if, um, uh, I'm only gonna watch a TV series if it's like highly, highly acclaimed. If this is like a genuine classic, Right. Um, like, um, and Sopranos was definitely one of them, um, mm-hmm. that I had to watch. And actually I, I, when I watched the Sopranos, I watched it, uh, over, 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 um, um, last summer, uh, right before, right. Uh, right before, um, Making Sense of New York came out. Um, 
Right. And it was like, that was like the perfect opportunity for me to binge The Sopranos. Like you got this movie coming out, so might as well watch this, uh, this show, mm-hmm. you know, and I did and I love, and it's, it's great. It's one of the best dramas. It's, it's definitely one of the best dramas ever made. Uh, I don't, <sighs> yeah, I, I do think Breaking Bad is better. Breaking Bad is better though. I, I do, I do think that. I, I, I love Breaking Bad. Yeah. Like, Breaking Bad to me is the greatest show of all time. Like, like, like to me it is like best show ever made, best protagonist, best supporting character, best plot, best support, a best plot, best villains. You have like best, uh, best direction, best writing. Yeah. And just it, every, it, it, it nails it on all fronts. And the fact that like the spinoff is, is somehow superior to Breaking Bad is just astonishing. You know, yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, it's it's kind of funny. Uh, I have sort of this mindset. I, I used to. How do I say this? Um, usually, with like ninety five percent of movies, ninety five percent of of anything, any, any type of art or entertainment, ninety five percent of any type of of any type of movie or any movie or what have you. Um, I can I can understand. I can say to myself. I could see why somebody wouldn't like this. You know. But like Breaking Bad is that minority five percent where I can't imagine anybody not liking Breaking Bad. I like right. like it, like I don't I don't really think I mean how do I say this? There are two. Uh, so, someone said this. Uh, I read this somewhere like on a YouTube comment. It stuck with me. Uh, someone said there are two kinds of people in this world: people who love Breaking Bad and people who have only watched uh, the first episode. You know, right? I because I, I can't imagine someone you know. I, I mean, how can you not get sucked into that show? How can that show not win you over? I, I could see, I could see the pilot because some people say, "Well, I watched the pilot, I couldn't get into it," and I could kind of see that because the tone of the pilot is kind of, it, it's kind of all over the place. It's kind of trying to be like this weird dark comedy, which Breaking mm-hmm. Bad never was really meant to be. Uh, but they, but I mean, it does have funny moments though. Yeah, it's funny moments, but it, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a good pilot. It's actually, it's actually the pilot's quite good when you watch the pot when you rewatch it after watching the whole show and you go back and rewatch the pot's quite good. But if you're watching Breaking Bad for the first time, you watch that pilot. Um, I could, I could kind of see, you know, some people saying, Oh, this is kind of, this is kind of weird and over the top. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to like the show, but, and I always say to, to some people, oh, don't worry, just keep watching. Trust me. I, I, if you finish the first season, or even if you watch the first few episodes of the first season, I guarantee it'll, it'll suck you in. Yeah, I can't even pick a favorite season of Breaking Bad. It's just that good. It's like mm-hmm. it's like trying to pick a favorite movie out of Lord of the Rings. Like you just like them all. You exactly. just like all of them. Yeah, I, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, basically, I mean, every every season of that show is an A plus, really. Yes. Um, I would say like the season that stands out to me, the one that that I find the kind of the most outstanding, even though they're all outstanding, they're all A plus masterpieces each season of breaking bad is a masterpiece i think the one that just blows me away is the final season i mean that yeah. that's that's because it's all building up to that final season and, and the unspeakable uh insanity um that occurs um and actually uh if you're break if anyone if anyone's listening who's listening to this who's a breaking bad fan uh you know ozzy mendias you know oh yeah well, it was directed by ryan johnson it about? was yeah Oh wow! Yeah, he's got an impressive resume. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, I honestly, I think that's how he got hired to work on Star Wars. He said, "Yeah, I directed Ozzy Mendias, the greatest uh, t- uh, episode of a TV drama ever made." And yes, that's how he got to work on the I, last. I episode. could not agree more. I was gonna say, I was gonna say the same thing. It's the greatest TV show ever made. Yeah, <laughs> like like greatest TV episode ever made, bro. Yeah, 
And I've seen, I'm trying to think. Have I rewatched? I'm, th- I'm thinking to myself if I've rewatched, if I have rewatched it in its entirety. I, I should think rewatch I, it. I should, I should rewatch it. Actually, um, uh, fun- funnily enough, my, uh, uh, for Christmas, my uh, my family bought me the uh, the complete series on Blu-ray. Um, yeah, it's got it's got it's got fifty five hours of bonus features. It's got like a two hour documentary. It's got a lot of stuff on there that that uh, I look forward to. Uh, a two hour documentary. It's yeah the the blue the the complete series Blu-ray of Breaking Bad has a uh, two hour documentary of of the making of Breaking Bad and the. God, now I want to watch that. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're getting me excited for Breaking Bad again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll actually I'll say this. Um, I think um, isn't Better Call Saul the final season? Isn't that airing? I know it's uh, airing. I think so. Okay, I yeah. think it's April. I think it premieres in April. I might be yeah, wrong. About that. I think so. Yeah. Uh, but some, something I really want to do. Uh, I really want to. I don't have time to. Well, I wouldn't have time to do this. But uh, I would love to like rewatch all of Breaking Bad. Rewatch all of Better Call Saul, and then obviously watch the final season as it airs. Um, but um, yeah. uh, uh, where am I going with this? Uh, but why really, what I'm gonna have to do is just rewatch all of Better Call Saul, skip Breaking Bad, uh, cause I'm just not gonna have time. Cause if it airs in April, you know, I'm just not gonna have time to do that. Um, yeah. But uh, that'd be cool. Uh, that'd be cool to rewatch both Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, even though, even though I mean, Better, Better Call Saul is good, but it's not, uh, it's not Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, honestly, exactly. like. like like I know there's some people who think um I don't think there's a lot of people. I mean there's like a small minority, but I think there, I mean I know there's at least some people who think Better Call Saul is better than um Breaking Bad, which I think is insane. Um right, yeah. as good as Better Call Saul is, it's not breaking bad. But we I don't know. I, I agree or disagree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 plus like you can't you can't imagine like like every time I see Brian Cranston like in a movie or a show, I'm like, oh my God, that's Heisenberg. <laughs> you know? Like, like yeah, that's yeah. Heisenberg. When I see Aaron Paul, I see that's Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, bro. It's just, it's just great, bro. Yep. God. Uh, what else? Uh, 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 what else can we talk about? Oh my God. All right. Well, we're done with the news. Um, yeah, we're done with the news. We're done with the news for now. Oh, the news. Okay. Let's see here. I don't know. We could talk about anything. Uh, we have, let's see here. It's, it, what time is it? 10.46? Yeah, yeah, 10.46. Okay, so we got... Yeah. You have that massage at 11.30. Um, yeah, you have a massage at 11.30. That's right. Uh, well, actually, no, no, no. I have, a, I have a massage at 12, but I have to leave at 11.30, which means... Yes. <laughs> which means I have to... Uh, I would like to... I think I'd like to uh, end maybe like around 11.15. So we got like... Okay, yes. yes. I, like to, I would love to talk longer, but yeah. Um, but we got thirty minutes, so we can do whatever. Um, yes, exactly. So like, yeah, so we're talking about TV shows. Yeah, um, I, I think my my the two best dramas I've seen is is we talked about this. Uh, Bear, um, not Bear Call Saul, though that's good. <laughs> Breaking Bad. <laughs> Breaking Bad is number one. The Sopranos is number number two. Uh, and actually, I think there's there's a spot for number three. Um, I I don't love it, but it, I can't say it didn't stay with me. Uh, Mad Men. Uh, mm-hmm. really, yeah, I tried to get into Mad Men like yeah. years ago, but I but but I honestly couldn't. And yeah. and 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 I get the appreciation that like Don Draper is one of like the best male TV protagonists alongside mm-hmm. alongside Heisenberg, uh, Tony Soprano, and uh, and and uh, Vic Mackey from right. The Shield. Yeah, and Dexter maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dexter Morgan. 
Yeah, which I still need to see. I still, I always want to see Dexter. Yeah, 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 yeah. New Blood, uh, yeah, yeah. Dexter came back with a, with a mini show, kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of a mini show. And it, it, I, I don't think it's a mini show. It's more of like a revival type thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, I never, like, like I tried watching Dexter, but like, uh, it, but it just never got to me, you know? Mm-hmm. It just, it just never did. And I know that, I know that Dexter like ended badly originally, you know? Like it, like it, like like the quality dropped after season five and six, you know. Yeah, every, everybody, everybody says, everybody says, like, because I think Dexter ran for eight seasons. A lot of people say, oh, you know, it's a great show. It's it's a fantastic show from like seasons one through like five. Yeah. But once you get like once you get the last few seasons, it gets kind of rough. Um, yeah, yeah, like same thing with me for Game of Thrones. You know, like it fell okay. off after four seasons because like the author like didn't even like finish his book yet. You know, and like, uh, and and I think, and 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 there's still no word on whether George R. R. Martin is going to finish the Winds of Winter yet. But anyway, with season five, like uh, this was like, uh, like, uh, like this is when like the show's writers kind of like, kind of like delved off from mm-hmm. the source material and just like, and just and just make it up as they go. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, yeah. which is which is what resulted in the show just being a garbage fire ending yeah uh which actually i don't know uh don't spoil it for me but i i don't know exactly what went wrong with a uh, game of thrones uh but i'll just i actually it's fine game of game of thrones is like one of those shows i still want to see in fact there was like yeah. there was like five shows i need to see it goes game of thrones dexter lost Ooh, i wouldn't i wouldn't get into lost i mean but, first two seasons were great but afterwards it just kind of fell off you know yeah that happens and i i know i know i mean i don't i don't know what happens in the finale but i know the finale was very controversial a lot very very, very disappointing God. so uh what's the what's uh i guess i maybe walking dead the only thing is like walking dead's like great for the first few seasons and that goes flat you know but like i said that's kind of my genre uh but like you know i'm i'm willing to uh I'm willing to see. I'm willing to check it out myself and kind of see if I if I where if I want to keep going, you know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah. there's that happens with shows where where like they. So, I'm sorry. So the thing about Game of Thrones is that season eight was like the most anticipated, like TV event on the planet. You mm-hmm. know, alongside Avengers Endgame, it was during a time when it, when Endgame was like was like the biggest movie ever. Like that 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 it was the culmination of 22 films. Right. Yep. And, and, and with season eight, this was like a culmination of everything that was going to end, right? Yep. And it did it so poorly. Like every character arc was thrown out of a window, like a, like a, was thrown out of the window. Mm-hmm. Like every, like every character arc was thrown out of the window. Like, uh, like it's just, it just ended so badly for me, and, yeah. and and I feel and I feel so and I was so disappointed in myself that I had to that that I had to just you know take down all of the posters like like <laughs> like like my love for Game of Thrones was diminished the day that the finale came out. You know, it just it just ruined it for me. You know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that, that'll happen. I mean, it's, it's hard. I mean, that's what, makes, that's what made Breaking Bad so great. I mean, that's what makes Breaking Bad such a miracle is that, is that they're able to, you know, have such a fantastic final season through and through, but not only just such a fantastic final season, but a final season that 
you know, was Breaking Bad at its best, you could say. Uh, um, right. It's my opinion. I mean, I, I know we talked about how, like, every, every season of Breaking Bad is great, but really, I mean, the greatness of Breaking Bad really stands out in that final season. It's a miracle that they, they, they didn't blow it. Because we're, so, right. we're so used to seeing, we're, we're so used to seeing great shows that go bad in the final season where they just don't know how to end. And it's just so, it's poorly thought out. And Breaking Bad is just a, a just a, a, a um, what's the metaphor? Hold on. Uh, damn it. How's it go? Lightning in a bottle? Lightning in a bottle. Um, yeah, something like that. Right. Uh, sure. Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. Like, can I, can I just share my favorite shows real quick? Just like currently? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Invincible, The Boys, uh, uh, Oh my God! Uh, Shadow and Bone. Uh, what's it? What's it called? I mean, I guess it doesn't count. I, I I don't know if this counts, but Attack on Titan, which is an anime, you know, like it's one of like it's the biggest anime on the planet, mm-hmm. and, and all that such. And uh, and uh, oh my God! Uh, what's this? Uh, what's this show? That oh oh my God! What is this? Uh, what is this show that I'm talking about? And of course. Uh, and of course, the Mandalorian. I just, I just fucking love the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. well, um, let's see here. Yeah, with me, like I mentioned, my three favorite, my three favorite drama shows. Um, yeah. Oh, let me say something a little bit about Mad Men. Um, no, I think what makes Mad Men kind of, um, it's a great, it's a great, it is a really good show, great show even. Um, right. I think by a kind of, I don't think it resonates with people as much as other shows. I think it's just because Mad Men's not really narrative focused. Um, it, it's, it's not really, it's not really, it's not really plot driven. It's really, it's, it's a movie, uh, not a movie. It's a, it's a show about, about character, about setting, about, about, um, just kind of these things that are going on in these people's lives. But I think because Mad Men just isn't a plot driven show, I think that's the reason why I think it's, it's kind of, it kind of fell out of popularity, I think. Yeah. Um, but I, I really, here's the thing. Here's what I like about Mad Men. I really like the, um, I really like the time period. I really like the, uh, the sixties. Yeah. The most interesting thing about Mad Men is that is is that takes place in the '60s, and what makes the '60s so interesting is just how you know when Mad Men starts in 1960 and when it ends in 1970. Um, uh, it's amazing how much change happened in that decade. Whereas when you think about like you know the beginning of 2000, the beginning of 2010, let's say you know there there's some differences, but it's mostly the same you know, just some technological differences and maybe some like political differences, but overall culture is, is relatively similar. Whereas, whereas the sixties was a huge, um, uh, it was, it was a big cultural revolution. It was really fascinating to see just how much can change in, in 10 years. Uh, but anyway, right. that, that's yeah. sort of, that's sort of what I like about Mad Men. Yeah. Uh, okay. So like uh, real quick, real quick though, I want to list like our favorite, you know, directors, you know, <coughs> of course, of course, of course, Quentin Tarantino, and of course, uh, I mean, we both love Quentin Tarantino, obviously. Yep. And who else do I love? Um, Christopher. I mean, I mean, I don't really like Christopher Nolan. I mean, his movies are good, but I think he's pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> but because, uh, because, because you know, with Tenet, I didn't really like Tenet that much. I thought uh-huh. it was I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like <laughs> even time inversion. Can somebody explain that to me? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know, man. I don't want. I don't want to get into Tenet right now. Um, uh, that, that, that is why the, I think Tenet is widely considered to be his weakest film, though. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, I can agree. Um, oh my God, uh, Denise Villeneuve. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did do. Wait, it. did we talk about Denis Villeneuve? Or 
Actually, I don't know if it's pronounced Den- Dennis or Denny. Denny. Denny Villeneuve. Denny Villeneuve. Okay. I've heard some people say Canadian. Yeah. Okay. Because I've heard some people say Dennis Villeneuve, but I'm thinking I don't think that's right. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but you're starting like, Because, like, like, Dune is something to behold. I really loved Dune. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like on this podcast, I've praised Dune a lot. Like it's such an incredible piece of filmmaking. Yeah. Like in terms of like in terms of like in terms of story, it's really good. But like, but 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 like, yes, like it is an incomplete story. But it opens up for part two, which was soon announced after. Because like you can't make a make make a movie like just like like just with everything from Dune. Like you have to like split it into parts. Yeah, you know? I have a question about something. Yes. Did you see Dune? You saw it in theaters, right? In IMAX, yes. Okay, good, good, good for you. <laughs> yes. Did you uh, see I, it in IMAX? I, I wasn't so lucky, <laughs> but I did see. Luckily, I did see it in theaters, though. Okay. Uh, but uh, with um, but with Dune, I um, oh wait, I was gonna, I was going to ask you something. What was it? Uh, did you see it like the the weekend it opened? Uh yeah yeah I did. Okay. I have a question. When when the title came up, did it say Dune or did it say Dune Part One? Uh, Dune Part One. Okay, because I saw it in December. Uh, yeah, like when it was like I saw it like in its last week in theaters. Like I had to, I had to I had to go to a Saratoga. <laughs> that's the only place it was. That's the only place it was playing because it was you know near the, near the end of its run. But anyway, so since I saw it in December, it said Dune Part One. I thought, well, there was some recent news about but they're making a sequel. So do they go back and like change it? I was like, I don't think that's because no. the whole, no, they've always had a part one and its title. Okay. Because in the TV spots on the posters, everywhere Dune is promoted, it always said Dune. It didn't say Dune part one. So I was curious if like, yeah. if something happened there, um, where they changed it. It's just, there's just, just a way to set up what was going to come. Okay. Cause like, cause you know, Sandea says at the end, this is only the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, who else do I love? Who else do I love? Uh, what's her? What? Uh, oh my God! Uh, Dan, Daniel, what's his fuck? What's his fucking name? Uh, guy who directed La La Land. Fuck. Oh, Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle. Yes, I love that man. Whiplash. He's Whiplash. Yes. One of the one of the most perfect movies I've ever seen. Yes. Yes. Like, like, that, movie, that movie is perfect. There's nothing. There's no, there's a single thing that is wrong with Whiplash. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's like, often. It, 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 I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Like Jake, like like it's just like everybody like killed it in this movie. Like Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons have like the best student teacher dynamic, like ever. You know, but like, but, but 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 actually no, it's one of its best because like you have this mean teacher and you have this student who is and yeah, like 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 you have this teacher who is being a dick to a student. Uh huh. You know. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's abusive. He's, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, there are people, and that, like, there are a lot of, like, you know, teachers like that, like, uh-huh. like specifically music teachers who are always upset that, like, uh, that whose temp, uh, uh, who sees that this student's tempo is not correct, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you, like, like, I don't know, like, if you ever, like, played music before, but have you ever, like, had teachers like that, you know? I mean, it's I had a um I had a substitute teacher in, in like fourth grade who was extremely harsh. 
Yeah. Like that, you know, because, but when you're a kid, things, when you're a kid, things, things seem more intense than when they actually are. So maybe as, as maybe it's just child psychology or as teacher, she wasn't as mean as she came across, you know, if that kind of makes sense. Right. Um, or, or something like that. You, you kind of, you kind of follow what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe if I maybe if I was like an adult and I had this teacher, I would think, oh, okay, you know, she's a little strict, but it's, it's reasonable. But when you're a kid, she seems like the trunchbull from Matilda, you know? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't remind me of Matilda, bro. Like, uh, uh, Matilda fan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really. I'm a, yeah. Not really. Yeah. I'm not that, that into Matilda. So. Okay. Yeah. So what's the Oh my god! Yeah. So Damien Chazelle, <laughs> like, uh, like it's funny how Damien Chazelle like goes from like directing, goes from like this like simple direction, and you have like and you have a movie like uh, First Man, where it's like where it's kind of where his camera work is kind of shaky, and all that such. Because like you've seen First Man, right? I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, like like it was kind of shaky, right? Uh huh. Yeah, and the and, and then you have like uh and then you have like uh. The miniseries that he did called uh, the Eddie, which was like, which was also impressive, but but I didn't get to finish it, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really, you know, I do like, I do like Damien Chazelle's work. Uh, I, I love Whiplash. Um, La La Land is really good. Uh, I feel I need to rewatch La La Land because I liked it a lot, but I didn't love it. Uh, but it, it's, you know, there's one of those movies I just have to rewatch. You know, maybe if I rewatch La La Land, I'll love it and think it's a masterpiece like everyone else does. But I remember thinking it, it was very good. I thought it was very good. And the actually, movie that he did that he wrote, I think is absolutely great, is um, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, he wrote that? Yeah, he co-wrote. He co-wrote it. Uh, oh, I, 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 the, uh, the, the, the other the other screenwriters, uh, their names escape me. But yeah, he uh, he wrote. Uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane, which is, uh, I mean, that, that's one of my favorites, actually. I think that movie is so... I, I never saw Ten Cloverfield Lane. I don't say it's underrated because it's, it's a movie that everyone thinks is great, but I feel like it just doesn't get talked about enough. I know, right? Hey, uh, do you know, a, do you want to know a movie that is so underrated and that, yeah. that, that, that is so underrated and it's very, very good and is not talked about enough? That uh-huh. is one of my favorite movies ever. Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Think Street. Sing Street. Oh, oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, it's like uh, it's about this like it's about this uh, kid from Dublin, like this uh, this teenager from Dublin who like goes to this private school and like uh, he sees this like girl from across the street from the school. He walks up to her, and like he walks up to her, he talks to her, and all that, and he says, "Hey, I'm in a band." <laughs> Check me out, <laughs> and, and 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 then and then and then the next thing he goes to his friends and he says, "Hey guys, we gotta we gotta form a band." Mm-hmm. So like uh, that, the, this whole movie is about like this teenager who forms this band to impress this girl. And let me tell you, the music is really really good. There's a song called uh, "Drive It Like You Stole It," and I swear to God, it's one of the catchiest songs you'll ever hear in your life. Mm-hmm. So, and, and and there's another song called uh, what's it called uh, uh, up, and 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 it's and it's such a mellow kind of romantic melody that's like that's really good that should be listened to. You know, it's just all these songs are just great, man. It's so and, and it's so baffling that the Weinstein Company refused to push it to the Oscars. Like, and I will never understand why. Yeah. 
Well, the Weinstein Company doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> so for obvious reasons. I know, like the Weinstein Company at the time. Yeah, no, no, I understand, but it's just kind of funny you mentioned the Weinstein Company. It's like, oh yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but no, I, I, I know, I, I, I know what you're saying. Uh, a little off topic, what I said, but yeah. Um, so yeah, as far as I know, we got like uh, we got 12 minutes left. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So yeah. So, like real quick, I want to name like our top five movies. You know, just uh, just really quick. Um, um, I have a. I have it uh, memorized. Well, not really. I don't really have it memorized, but I just want to look at it one more time. Just one more time. Oh my God. Uh, where is it? Okay. Uh, Avengers Infinity War, Spider-Man 2, Lord of the Rings, 1917, Goodfellas. Good, good, good list. Good list. Uh, yeah. yeah good Goodfellas poster in my room. Want to see? Look at that. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's a... <laughs> Yeah, that, that that's that's a lot. That, that's a lot of people's favorites. Uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of people's favorite is is Goodfellas. It's just, um, and uh, yeah, nineteen seventeen is uh, nineteen seventeen is great. Um, it's uh, um, hold on, what am I trying to say about nineteen seventeen? You know, it's Roger Deakins doing some of the best work he's done. I, I would I would say that Roger Deakins. I would say that Blade Runner twenty forty nine and nineteen seventeen are his best work. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Because, I mean, Roger Deakins, you know, he's the greatest cinematographer working today, and everything he does is great, but in terms of the stuff that stands out the most, I would say, yeah, the Blade Runner sequel in uh, 1917. And he, he both won the... He both prisoners, won the, too. In Prisoners. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, Prisoners, he does great work in Prisoners. I mean, the the atmosphere. I mean, if you like if you like thrillers that have a very dark, brooding atmosphere, I mean, Roger Deakins uh, works wonders with that. Yes. Uh, so as far as... It's, it's funny. When it turns out, like, my top five list... Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I'll do it this way. Um, I'll tell you my favorite. I'll, I'll tell you like my my favorite movies of like each genre. Okay. That is, I, I don't. I, I don't really. It's hard for me to do like a top five list of my favorite movies. Um, but like, uh, I'll, I'm going to think outside the box here a little bit. So like okay. with um, like with comedy, um, comedy. Maybe um, maybe it's a mad 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 world. Um, it's an older movie, but it's uh, it, it, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 an older movie, but it's it's a it's a masterpiece of, of comedy. Um, okay. Uh, maybe maybe the uh, maybe the Great Race. Um, I know I know some of these movies are a little old school, but um, in terms of like just comedy genius, that's what stands out to hey, me. Man, it's good that you like old school comedy. I like that too. Like yeah, yeah. The Pink Panther is, I think, really good '60s comedy. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually I think the uh, I think a uh, shot in the dark and the Pink Panther Strikes Again are even funnier. The 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 slapstick in those movies are absolutely. Brilliant. Must find that woman. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's see here. So, Kami, we have horror. 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 Wow, what's my favorite horror film? I don't know why. Um, oh, what is it? It's not, just give, me, give me one second. I'm trying to remember what my favorite horror film is. Okay. I love all horror films I love. I just can't think of it. I don't know. We'll, we'll pass, we'll pass forward. Think about the last horror movie that you liked. That you last really horror movie liked. that I liked? Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's actually a movie that's very, very underrated. It's a movie that was a huge flop. And uh, critics, thought, critics were kind of mixed on it, but I think it's unbelievably underrated. Uh, and and uh, you may not like this movie, but I think it's really something special. Um, a Cure for Wellness. A, a cure for wellness. Yeah, have you seen that? Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, I remember that I saw some trailers for it. You know, yes. it, it definitely, 
it definitely intrigued me but like but like with these like kind of reviews like mm-hmm. like it like it kind of made me not watch it you know that's what happened that's exactly what, i think that's what happened to a lot of people is is that they said okay well so cure for wellness and get out come out around the same time february yes. february of 2017 and so get out gets overwhelmingly positive reviews and get and cure for wellness gets mixed reviews and i think a lot of people who are into horror said well i guess i'll see get out then but the thing is is that cure for wellness bombed so hard at the box office that it, it was just it just came and went i mean i think it lasted in theaters for like two weeks honestly yeah it did and uh, and, and it just uh, i mean just every everything in terms of like a cure careful uh, in terms of a cure for wellness you know, finding an audience. I mean, it, it failed, unfortunately. Um, right. That movie is extremely underrated. I'm trying to think of what my favorite horror film is, and I, I just can't for for the life of me. Um, right. I, I guess strangely, this might sound strange, uh, and some people might disagree with me on this. But I think the horror film that kind of blew me away, even though I'm not going to say it, it's not like a masterpiece, but it blew me away when I saw it was uh, Cloverfield. Oh yeah, I love Cloverfield. Yeah. I love a- Cloverfield. Yeah. That like that that just the idea of you know I, I know I know like the found footage style has become tired and it's become kind of um I mean I, it's kind of a dead genre really yeah. uh, I think anybody does found footage but you know when I saw Cloverfield you know I've never seen a found footage movie before and just to see a movie shot in that style you know that blew me away honestly yeah. um, but actually in some ways well in some ways maybe it might be Ten Cloverfield Lane because actually I think I like Ten Cloverfield Lane better than the first Cloverfield okay I don't know. I don't know. I, I know. I know. There's something. The Ring. I love. I love Gore Verbinski's version of The Ring. Um, I love. Um, I've never seen The Ring. Oh, The Ring's great. Yeah. Um, I, I will say this. I think what's hard for me about horror is that I feel like a lot of horror films, recent horror films, you know, a lot, a lot of the horror films that come out uh, these days are like the art house horror films, like A24, what A24 does. Yeah. And some of those films are interesting. They are interesting. Like I, I do like Midsummer. I like Hereditary. Yeah. Um, I like, um, what's the other one I like? Uh, there's, um, I'm blanking out, but those are the, you know, Ari Aster, you know, I, li- I like his style, but I think the I problem can't wait for his next movie, you know, yeah, I, I do. I am looking forward to his next movie. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in love with his work, but his work is definitely impressive. I mean, there, I mean there, there are shots in Midsummer that reminded me of Stanley Kubrick. There are shots in Midsummer where I'm saying to myself, Stanley Kubrick would be jealous of this, you know, and that that's high price. Um, but I think the what I'm getting at is that even though I do find some of the art house horror interesting, um, I think it's just a bit too, it's just a bit too artsy. It's a bit too narratively unfocused for me to fully love. Where I like it, I like I like the A24 horror films in terms of like shock value, you know, in terms of doing something that's really daring and really weird and really twisted. Um, but I think I think um, I think the the narrative incoherence prevents me from loving it. Uh, these art house films have become so popular popular in the last five years, like The Witch, like It Follows. Yeah. Um, that's that's just me. I, 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 tend to like, I tend to like horror films that kind of have a three-act structure. Um, and someone is calling me. Hold on. Okay. Just give me one second. Okay. Hello? Yep, I know. I'll, I'll, um, just give me like five more minutes, okay? Bye-bye. All right. Um, all right, so oh, we got five minutes left. Okay. Yeah, Oh, thriller. Okay, so now we'll do thriller. Now, thriller, the mystery thriller genre is my favorite. Uh, might be my favorite genre, and uh, my favorite. My favorite is um, uh, prisoners. Actually. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Prisoner. Yeah. I mean, Gone, Gone Girl's great. Um, I like a movie that's very underrated. Very underrated is um, Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh my God, I love that one. I I, I, I was I was so lucky because that 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 movie undeservedly undeservedly flopped at the box office, and I was so lucky I got to see. That, that, that someone like Chris Hemsworth can perfectly play a cult leader. 
Like, yeah, exactly. He's like he's like George, Jim Morrison meets like Charles Manson. And exactly. I love this guy. And actually, guess what? Here's here's a hot take for you. I like I like Bad Times at the Al Royale better than The Hateful Eight and better than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Kind of a, a hot take, you could say. I I, I think a hot take oh, is like a unpopular, take. unpopular opinion. But yeah. Uh, and that's so weird because I love Tarantino, but there was something about it, – it's almost like Drew Goddard, the writer and director of Bad Times at the Royale. He almost did Tarantino better than Tarantino himself in some ways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see here. What other thrillers do I like? I like a lot of Hitchcock stuff. I like uh, like Psycho. I like uh, Shadow of a Doubt. Uh, some of these movies are, are, are quite old. Um, yeah. So, but, um, but yeah, the, 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 when I think of like a mystery thriller that blew me away the most, it was Prisoners. Yeah. And uh, – Cause like, cause like the whole time you're thinking, who would take these children? Who, who kidnapped these children? You know? Yeah. And what's so cool about Prisoners is that it's so. I mean, it's a movie you have to watch numerous times. Uh, it, it's kind of like Shutter Island, where there's like there's so much going on that isn't spoon fed to you, uh, and you have to watch it multiple times to really understand all the interesting little plot points uh, that you know that uh, that like that like I said aren't spoon fed to you. And I I, I appreciate. Uh, uh, Denny Villeneuve for doing that because that, that's a common thing with Denny Villeneuve where he has he makes movies that have very complex plots but he doesn't spell everything out for you and you don't you're not supposed to get everything upon first viewing and that's what makes this movie so rewatchable right yeah uh, let's see here what, what time is it eleven twelve so we got three minutes left okay. uh, so let's see here so I talked about comedy I talked about horror I talked about thriller action okay uh, what's my favorite action film action action. I want to well, I may, I haven't watched this. I haven't watched this movie in a very, very long time, so I don't know how well it holds up. But I remember really loving True Lies. Ooh, I, oh, I really like True Lies. Yeah, that, that like to me that that's just like popcorn fun. Like that's my idea of popcorn fun. Just watching like Arnie like ride a horse in a mall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is cool. Yeah, uh, I remember that. I remember that was like yeah, that was like the first time I ever saw an action film. I saw it when I was. I saw it when I was like 13, I think. And I remember just really blowing me away just of how epic it was. Cause I had no clue what the movie was about. I had no clue where it was going. And it just goes, it just, it's like, it's like, it's like three epic action movies packed into one. That's yeah. how I remember about it. But like, cause I haven't watched, I haven't watched True Lies in like 10, in 10 years. So I don't know if it's like, if it's as good as I remember. But in terms of like something, uh, action movie, like I love, um, uh, what is there? Uh, I like, I like the, the John Wick movies. Yeah. Uh, I love John Wick. Yeah. I mean, that, that's like, after four, bro. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm a, little, I'm, a, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous because uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a part of that sticking on may not be as good as the first three. Uh, and I, I, and I love the uh, the Bo- yeah, who, knows? who knows who knows. Yeah, uh, and I love the uh, I love the Born trilogy. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Ultimatum is I think the best of the three. Like, yes, it, it is. It is. I, I, I used to. I when I first watched the Born trilogy, I used to think the first one was the best one. Uh, but when I rewatched it a few, when I watched the trilogy a few years ago. I, I do think that actually the movies get better. Um, I, I just, I just think uh, the uh, the plot. I think what happened the first time I watched it, the plots get a little bit more convoluted and confusing. Yeah. Uh, but but if you just watch, if you if you if you watch the movies in terms of action filmmaking, the, the, the they're they're all great. But the the supremacy is better than identity, and ultimatum is better than supremacy, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, of course. I know I was forgetting something. Uh, Baby Driver. I love Baby Driver. Yeah, Baby Driver is perfect. Now that now we talked about 
there, there's most movies I can play devil's advocate and say to myself, maybe I could see how someone went like this, but baby driver is like something I can't imagine anybody not liking. Right. Yeah. In fact, if there's someone who, who doesn't like baby driver, I don't want to meet them because I, <laughs> I know it sounds a little harsh, but I, I literally cannot imagine how you cannot like, how can you not like baby driver? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. Like, like, like it's just so perfect, you know, like it nails in, it nails in action, music and comedy really, you know? Yep. So, um, so it's 1115. Uh, I really enjoyed this talk. It was nice. It was nice meeting you. It was nice talking yes, about you too, Tommy. Well, yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to, have to, time, really. Yeah. And we'll have to do this again. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, so let me just say one last thing, if, you know, uh, to those who are listening, uh, you can find my work. I, I have a, I have a YouTube channel. I only have like a handful of subscribers, uh, but I have, I have some good stuff coming up. I have, um, uh, so let me give, let me shout my, my YouTube channel. It's just type in film freak think and it should come up, uh, and you'll see my reviews. Um, and, uh, I'll just tell you, I'll give you a sneak peek of what's coming up. I have a, um, I'm working on the best of the year list. I'm looking at, I'm looking back at the year 2017. So if you're into, if you're into like the best movies of a given year and you, and you were very fond of the movies that came out in 2017, uh, be on the lookout for that. Cause I, um, I'll have that, hopefully I'll have that uploaded like in a few weeks. Um, and that's all I have to say for now. So, okay, cool. yeah, so if anyone's interested, check out my stuff. That's, that's, Film Freak Think, that's the YouTube channel name. And Santiago, thank you for having me. And I'll see you Absolutely. again soon. Okay. All right. Thank you, Tommy. All, All right. right. All right. Take see care. you guys. Bye.